Welcome back to the Wolverine.com podcast, our video edition, and we have got a special guest for you today, uh, fresh from the site of Juwan Howard's team's next venture, and uh, that would be, of course, Brian Bush, who is your play-by-play guy in basketball out in Vegas. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Brian. Always good to be here, John. So you just got in today, and uh, it's going to be Michigan and UNLV. Your thoughts about this team and its mindset coming off what had to be a, a, a little bit of a difficult loss to uh, to swallow against Seton Hall, although I keep telling people, watch out for that team because it's going to be really good throughout the year. Yeah, I mean, Seton Hall, I, I was surprised that Michigan was was so heavily favored, not as a knock to what Michigan's roster looks like. I mean, I, I think all the expectations are fair for Michigan. All of the big prizes are on the table. Uh, but Seton Hall is a veteran club. Uh, they clearly have a really good head coach. And, you know, it was there for the taking for Michigan, and they just could not seal the deal. They made some mistakes that – listen, if if those mistakes are still on this roster in four months, if they're still doing the things that they did in that stretch run against Seton Hall – then the expectations we have for Michigan won't be lived up to because those are what you need to do against good teams late. But I am not concerned in the least. It's a tough loss. It's a bummer. You know, does it cost you maybe one seed overall number? Uh, Not saying seed line, just, you know, does that maybe drop you from, you know, five to six or nine to 10 come tournament time? I mean, maybe, but uh, this is a great learning experience. And it's good that it's happened now when you consider that, you know, this team didn't have those types of learning experiences in the first two years of Juwan Howard. They rolled the 7-0 and uh, in the first year. I guess you could count the Oakland game as kind of that last year, but they won that game. It's a little bit easier than if you actually lose it. Uh, so I- I'm not worried in the least, even though, yeah, it, it, it's it's a bit of a gut punch. You want to win that game. It's, it's a marquee matchup. It's the second home game with fans back. So it, it's a tough one, but I- I'm not concerned in the least. Let's talk about some of the elements of that game uh, quickly before we move and look forward. Uh, Obviously, Hunter Dickinson did his thing, and Eli Brooks was very solid. Uh, Beyond that, you had, you know, you've got a new point guard still kind of finding his way with the mix, and some younger guys that, uh, you know, didn't have their best game or, or games like they're going to have. Break that down a little bit in terms of um, what they will take from this and learn from this. Yeah, I think Michigan needs to to identify and figure out, okay, what are the two or three options that you can lean on, you can rely on down the stretch in games. Uh, Seton Hall did a great job of minimizing Hunter Dickinson late in that game, not allowing him to beat them. Once Eli Brooks made a few shots in key spots, they really tried to avoid uh, having him beat them. They Kevin Willard said it after the game, I, I wanted someone other than Eli or Hunter to beat us. And, and, you know, Michigan ended up going to the line, and that's just a tough spot for, for a sophomore like Terrence Williams, who's not known as a great free-throw shooter. Um, you know, I, I think his teammates have been really good about, you know, trying to pick him up after that and, and realizing that, you know, that might be the high-profile part of that game that went against Michigan, but that's not the reason they lost that game. It, it certainly did not help, but there were other factors. Uh, in terms of the younger players, you know, I liked the shots that Caleb Houston got. I, I know all but one of them did not fall, but 
I think you're seeing through the utilization of him, through the minutes that he had in that game, almost 39, he's going to play a lot. He is the focal point of this team, and I think he can develop into that option that Michigan goes to down the stretch. Of course, you're going to have Hunter. You're going to have Eli. I think you'll have Caleb, and that'll develop. Maybe you can figure out one other person. I don't know what that looks like. Maybe it's a Devontae Jones-type play. Uh, but but there are some possibilities there, and, and that that to me is the biggest takeaway. The, the the missed free throws will clean themselves up. I think the turnovers will clean themselves up. But you know, Michigan last year had several guys who could go out there late in the game and hunt a shot. Uh, right now, it's just a little bit different. Uh, I think there are players who have that potential, uh, but I think it's going to take a little bit more to develop. I, I think we knew that Michigan had that as as kind of a you know a preseason expectation last year that that I think will take some time to, to cultivate this year. Mm-hmm. How about Musa Diabate? What, uh, th- there's a takeaway from some in that game that, you know, when the size and the athleticism is, is comparable, he still has some to learn in this, at this level, which makes sense. I mean, he's a, he's a true freshman. As you saw him uh, try to navigate their big men in that game, what, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I think he's he's got to put on some muscle. He's got to put on some experience. Uh, I, I mean, listen, he's he's fascinating. I love watching him play. I think he's going to be a great one. Um, but you saw the the great plays and what happens when things go really well. And then you saw the play where he was a little bit too aggressive trying for a steal at the top of the point, and it led to a wide-open three because he just missed it. Uh, it, it's it's developing that feel for the game that will take a little bit of time. But boy, once it clicks, he, he's one of those that when you think about, okay, what, you know, where is the upside? When, when do you feel like this will totally register and click and be good to go? He's a big part of that because when he figures it out, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. So I think that will be his big, um, learning experience between now and say, you know, middle of big 10 play down the stretch of the regular season is knowing when to try to use those incredible physical gifts and try to go make a play. Because I think right now he's a little over anxious uh, and who can blame him? I mean, he's, he's fired up to be here. He's got the talent, the skill. Um, Yeah. Seton all has some good bigs, but he, he can hold his own. And, And if they, if those two teams played in three months, uh, who knows what the result would be, but I, I would like Moose's chances to be a much more impactful guy in that situation. And and that's, I think, what you have to, to lean on and and adjust the expectations a little bit for, for this team early. The, all the expectations should still be there moving forward, but it, I think it's just going to take a little bit of time. And, and I think that the players, the coaching staff, they all understand that. Yeah, that makes sense. You're now in Vegas. Uh Size up the competition uh, that is coming up tomorrow night. Yeah, I mean, UNLV, they're very transfer-heavy uh, under a new head coach in Kevin Kruger, son of Lon, uh, was an assistant under his dad for a little while at Oklahoma, went to UNLV uh, after um, they had a vacancy at the head coach position. He took over, and uh, he's brought in nine transfers, eight from the Division One level, four from the Big 12. Uh, this is a roster that, that has some real – uh, some real high-level talent, um, getting a chance to play and get an opportunity here. Um, so, uh, listen, Michigan will be favored. This is a game that they should win, they should take care of. Um, but it'll be an interesting setup. It's a prime time game out here, 9.30 Pacific time tip-off. I hope you uh, 
you and the rest of the crew got the coffee ready to roll for uh, an AM tip off on Saturday. Um, but it'll be a fun crowd. This is this is the home team against the biggest brand here. Uh, and, and UNLV, I think, has, you know, they've won three games. They've all been close. Uh, they haven't been against any marquee opponents, but they needed those types of games. They, they're, they're, they're looking at this as a litmus test. I don't think Seton Hall looked at Tuesday as a litmus test. I think Seton Hall really truly believed they were in that conversation. And, and tip your cap, they proved it. Uh, I think for UNLV, this really is a just how far have we come early because they have experience. They just don't have a lot of experience playing together. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how, how those two things kind of combat each other. Michigan with that blend of youth and experience versus UNLV, a bunch of older dudes. They got one teenager on the team, uh, but they haven't played a whole lot together. And this will clearly be the top level of competition they've played this season. All right. You talked about what it will be for uh, UNLV. What do you think it'll be for Juwan Howard's crew coming off of that uh, loss? What what do you think the coach will be looking for most out of his team that that demonstrates, okay, we recognize that we have to take some steps forward here in, in an area or two? I think it's got to be the turnovers. I mean, we saw that positive improvement early on against the Pirates, and then it kind of got away from them late as the game got close, the game got tight. Um, those are things that, I mean, you saw with a few of the substitutions that coach Howard made late and he, he shortened the rotation. It was an eight man rotation, um, which is kind of where he's been in his first two years in those big games. Uh, but you know, he took Devonte Jones out pretty quickly after a, um, you know, after a turnover in the second half, um, you know, those fouls that, that Devonte had, I know he'll, that that's been kind of a thing he's done in his career is, is pick up some fouls. Um, that needs to clean up for him and others in, in terms of getting in foul trouble. Um, you know, I, I, the, the shooting aspect, the finding of a player to go get a shot late, that'll come with time. But I think the turnovers are the thing that you can clean up pretty quickly. Uh, and, and I think this team is receptive to that and understanding that, you know, if, if you commit a lot of turnovers, you're going to have a tough time beating good teams. And, and Michigan has traditionally been able to take care of the basketball. Uh, that needs to develop, and I think that's where I can see the the strides being taken first. You talked about seeing other scorers emerge, or other you know somebody else as part of that uh, guys that you could count on. And one of the quick takes for some coming out of that last game was, "Hey, maybe a little more Kobe Bufkin because uh, he he looked to show a couple of flashes there." I, I think he's a kid that that probably uh, like all the freshmen need some more size and strength, but uh, he looked uh, like he could get some things done out there. His first half stint was as impactful of a of a stretch for a player in that game. I mean he he really played well. Um, you know he he just turned eighteen. He is super young, but boy is he talented. You see why he was. You know, he's kind of the forgotten third burger boy in all of this with Caleb and Musa, who everyone just kind of slotted in for playing time. Uh, I mean, it's early, but I've been really impressed. I don't, I don't see a, a path if Devonte and Eli are both healthy and productive to where he's going to play 25 minutes a night. But boy, if you can get that type of productivity for like a 10, 12 minute spurt, and then have the upside of him in case one of those two guys gets in foul trouble. 
Uh, I mean, you, you saw it. Now, there, I don't know what real choices Juwan had, but he went to Kobe in that situation inside of a minute after Devontae fouled out. It was pretty instinctual. There was no, there was no, oh, what do I do? I mean, it, Kobe's the third guard on this team right now. And, and will that stay the same all year? Who knows? I think Zeb Jackson will have something to say about that. Frankie Collins, I've, I've you know, I've liked what I've seen from him in limited uh, stints so far. Uh, but right now, Kobe has it. And that's where the competition for this roster is interesting because, you know, this team is deep. Uh, but I think we, we have some evidence that Coach Howard won't go too deep in his bench uh, in bigger games. We've seen that for two plus years now. Um, who can gain that trust and, and go out there and, and be the person in an eight-man rotation? And, and right now it's Kobe. I, I've been really impressed. Okay. Well, obviously having our play-by-play -play, uh, man for basketball on with us, we wanted to go heavy on basketball, but uh, football season isn't exactly over here. We've got uh, uh, the, uh, the highlights and the finish coming up. Huge win, certainly for Michigan at Penn State. How do you think this football team stacks up uh, going into the last two weeks of the season? I mean, yeah. to me, the biggest takeaway was that post-game interview with Kate on ESPN. And, and he and he did some, you know, he had a great conversation with Doug as well. Uh, but you just saw in that conversation the emotion in his eyes, in his voice, in his demeanor. Uh, Michigan's had a lot of those games where you lead for a while. You give up a lead late, and then it's just you're playing out the string. You can't get back in it. And, I mean, I don't know about you, but, man, strip, sack, 14-14 after a touchdown and a two-point conversion, I I was feeling nervous. And this team came out. Uh, they, they, they stuck true to who they are with pounding the rock with Hassan Haskins. And then they came up with a well-designed, well-executed play it wasn't overly flashy. It wasn't overly risky, but it was executed. It was a 40-something yard gain, and it scored a touchdown for a guy who, I, I mean, Eric Hall has been really impressive this season. Uh, does that mean they're going to win out and, and, and go to the Big Ten championship game and, and go to the playoff? I, I don't know. I mean, the game next week still always hangs over this program, and that's the one you've got to get to really have it turn around. But I will say, Based on that performance, based on that recovery, the potential is there. This team has that ability to do it. Um, and, and I think Cade's a big reason for that. There's a reason why it's just been Cade for the last few weeks because he has assumed that responsibility, that leadership. Uh, he, for the most part, takes care of the football. He understands what his role is. Um, listen, they're going to be underdogs against Ohio State. They, they probably should be underdogs against Ohio State until they beat them. Um, yep. But I don't think this team runs from that. I don't think this team uh, is is any in any way, shape, or form intimidated by that team. Uh, but it, it it has to get done this weekend. Uh, you've yeah. got to be able to beat Maryland. Uh, I think they will. Uh, M Michigan has had a lot of success against the Terps over the years. Um, you know, but you got to make last week worth it, and and that's by winning it this week. So uh, yeah, a lot of optimism because of what happened last week. Um, and what happened in Nebraska, too. Same concept. This team right. has proven that they can go on the road and win. Um, it's it's going to be a fascinating finish. But I, I feel really good about where this team is at. Now it's a matter about going and doing it uh, in, a, in a potential trap game 
and then in in the biggest game in college football. No question about it. And I think you make a great point about uh, Cade McNamara. They they came out you with so many things in that last drive, but one of the things they came out with was a quarterback who was totally uh, self-possessed and uh, certainly not uh, thinking that that moment was uh, beyond him or anything else. He'd just been crushed on a blindside sack. He comes out, leads the winning touchdown drive, and only then did the emotion pour out of him, and it it certainly did in that ESPN interview. Um, it, it was uh, it was one of those things where, okay, uh, yeah, this this is a big deal, and this is as he told us in the press room, uh, one more time of Michigan certifying that this is a very different team than than what we have seen in the recent past. So. Uh, I think you're right. Uh, hitting it on all points. Got to get it done this weekend. And then we'll talk about Ohio State next week. Brian Bush, fabulous job as always. Enjoy your time in Vegas. And uh, we'll be talking to you again soon. Haven't lost any money yet, so I'm, I'm doing great. I appreciate it, John. Good to hear.